Yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of Dollars and Cents, where we're making sense of everything related to finance, money, and dollars. This is Jay. They got me running point guard today. So you'll call me Jay Van Fleet. Okay. Yes, ah, okay. for the champions. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got Q here. Okay. I run into Siakam. I got Carlisle over here, right here. We got Kawhi Battle. Yeah. Over there. <laughs> But so. I'm done. I go on next season. Y'all better get everything. Y'all get out of me. That's it. All right. <laughs> Listen, but uh, before we get before we get serious, bro, y'all been keeping up with all these. Kawhi, Kawhi's a snake, bro. You think so? Kawhi's a snake. He did. He did the Lakers dirty. You think he, so? He did the Lakers dirty. What he did, he knew he's going to the Clippers, and he purposely held out on the Lakers and dragged them on, and so they could lose on all the good free agents, and then was like, that's how it is. He's one of these, one of these, one of these lame ass, bro. But he was, he lead these guys on, lead them on, lead them on. And then that's you know, he posted on social media with his wife. Oh man, oh, that's, 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 that's powerful. That's powerful. God don't, God don't like ugly. He can get his things this season. <laughs> I, I think I know. I, I, I really like. I was really watching the free agency like market. It's going to be interesting. But for me though, I really got to see where. I really want to see what happened to Westbrook. You know, with the trade. You know, since mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Yoda will keep I feel bad for him, man. Like, he can't, he can't keep a relationship, man. Yeah, well, I like, mean. Like, first it was KD leave him. Then he, he find a new boo with Paul George. And then Paul George said, you know what, this ain't working out. I got to go. What? Well, oh, well, look like he's trying to go Miami. So, my thing is. <laughs> my butt looking broad yeah, I don't know. Day. But, like, we definitely see. On the first day, they got a fight. That, might, that, that might be the first NBA team where they have a brawl <laughs> with the teammates. Boy. That's two divas, boy. Two divas is correct. And both of them got egos. So I ain't see how that happening. Mm-hmm. I ain't see how that happening. Well, definitely we got to put in a plug in there for definitely um, uh, one of our corporate sponsors, um, Investor Securities, you know, yes. um, supporting the Titan Fund. So, you know, if you definitely take a look at them, see, um, we spoke about them on our last episode. So, you know, take a look at those stuff. Um, It's Investor.com. Take a look at it and, you know. Take a look at it, you know, invest in yourself and invest in your future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got, you, got, you, got two, you got two options. You got that. You got the the Titan fund and you have the um, Titan balance fund. I you got the balance fund. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah, it's an option out there. Um, take that, take that, uh, uh, that couple hundred dollars you would you would spend on a bottle of Henny up in Bond, put it put it towards the future, get some return on it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, guys, ain't waited, bro. What a suck. And if you need any more information, like we said, go play back um, episode two. We really broke it down as far as everything that you need to know about those funds and mutual funds in general. And I know the submission date, they pushed it back. So once you go on the website, you can really check it and see how much time you have left to get into that fund. Correct. Correct. Yes, sir. Uh, but let's get serious, but um, let me drop the ball on me. Say last week, said she about to retire, but Wow. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, for real, but Like she dropped the ball like, yo, like I'm about to retire. Like y'all got to get this together now. Like uh, y'all, y'all, y'all is my pension. I know the first, the, <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind was, yeah, and I be here for that. NIB, uh, but because uh, t- t- retirement is sixty five, mm-hmm. correct? Is, yep. is that is that mandatory or you? Like if I, if, I, if I work for the bank, is it mandatory to retire sixty five or you could still work past it? No, well, definitely, person still work past it. Um, most companies usually retire you at sixty five. Now I know in the hotel industry, if you are mm-hmm. past sixty five, mm-hmm. they can. They mm-hmm. stop contributing to your pension okay. because you've already reached the age, but okay. they can still hire you on. Okay. And so companies, I'm sure that they can do that as well. So like if you work for a company past 65, they probably don't have to pay or don't have to pay NIB for you anymore mm-hmm. because right. you've already 
reach retirement mm-hmm. age. Okay. You know, and I think some of the big things about retirement is knowing pretty much how much you could get a retirement. Um, I was to a seminar recently out like Fiki, talking to some persons about pension and investments. The money, with the money crew. Yeah, Ooh. definitely. The real money crew out there. And they talking about NIV. And thank you. And so the thing is, like, persons realize that there's different rates that, okay, like, if if you are to the ceiling in terms of paying, you know, uh, and NIB has a ceiling in terms of how much their marked contribution you could make. Mm. And if someone, like, most persons or if most professionals have, if you make your marked contributions for a period of over, I would say over, like, I forgot the actual amount, but let's say, hypothetically speaking, like, you've made the marked contributions for over 15 or 10, 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. At age 65, anyone have a guess? On how much you think you get, like, retirement from NIB, just from NIB. A week? No, a month. Because NIB month. pay you a month. How um, much you think is a month? That's like 600 maybe? 600 a month? I mean, say, say about 1000 So, the max you could get is $1,632. From NIB. Okay. From NIB. That's the max. If, if that's if you've contributed the max now. So, mm. you know, some persons, some, okay. it, weighs, it all depends on your salary. Mm. So, if you have a sizable or good salary and you've contributed... Marks for like 15 years, right? Then you're looking at possibly like a little over $1,600 a month upon retirement. Upon retirement at age 65. Question okay. Um, mm-hmm. with NIB, right? I know every that coming out your pay every time, yeah. You could increase the amount that comes out real quick, real quick. Let's break, break, break it down. What's NIB? Okay, run, run, we true with NIB, real basics. Okay, real yeah. basics. So, so we would say you're definitely mm-hmm. NIB national insurance board. So, like, yeah. I tell persons all the time, it's like it's like a social security. For the U.S. in the mm-hmm. Bahamas. So it's okay. something that we pretty much provide all incentives like pension, debt benefits, yeah. health insurance, unemployment, all these stuff. So like it pretty much is like, um, it, in my opinion, I think it could honestly be under social services. Okay. Yeah. By, but, you know, Ash insurance is usually by itself. But I think it's almost like the microcosm of what a social service aspect is to help persons it would be. and any need in mana, and that's pretty much, right. in my opinion, you know what NIB the is. Long and short of it. Long so and right, short of re, re, it. I see on the website there. Yeah, so it says, it says its primary mission, NIB. Well, re, the full thing. The National Insurance Program was established in December 1972. Um, the National Insurance Board, the organization charged with the administering the Social Security Program, opened its doors in 1974. Its primary mission was and is to provide. Income replacement in respect of sickness, invalidity, maternity, re- maternity, retirement, death, industrial industry disease, and involuntary loss of income. NIB's, NIB's added mission in the administration of the country's social security program is to provide assistance for needy citizens and to assist with the social infrastructure development of the country. Yeah. Bomb. Bomb. And like I said, that's a textbook answer. And like, for me, like... NIB is a necessity for every country or whatever, right. whatever every other countries may call it. It's something that definitely is needed for every every place, you know, because mm-hmm. the persons and citizens need something like this yeah. everywhere, everywhere in the world. So I see they got some benefits now. I won't run through all the benefits. Everybody's, you know, because sometimes you'll be surprised at what you could go there and get. Um, they got a good little list of things. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, really a lot of people of don't know about it for true. Yeah, but you could go there and so here, boom, funeral benefit. What? A one, a a one, f- hold on, a funeral benefit? Yeah. Oh, Lord, this, these things new to me. 
Yeah, cool. yeah. So after you, so after you done call the MP for that fat easy one hundred, two hundred dollars towards the case of coal, the case of coal ones. Put a repast. Put a repast. Put a repast, right? Because it gotta be a case of coal ones to the repast. You know you need some sauce to the repast, man. Sauce too, right? But if you ain't dead, if you ain't have no sauce, if you ain't no sauce, you ain't dead. Try this again. Try this again, brother. So you got a funeral benefit, a one-time payment made to the person who has paid or is responsible to pay the funeral expense of a deceased insured person. Well, how much did he get for that? So, let's say the rate is $1,680. Okay. As of July 2014, it lies $1,720. Okay. And to qualify, either the deceased person or his or her spouse must have paid at least 50 weeks of contributions. So, how do do contributions just wait now? Okay, so, contributions work. So, every, we all get paid. And by contributions, you all mean like the payment to NIB. To payment to NIB. Yeah, employer, every... It's by mandated by law that every employee in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas has to pay national insurance. If you are a full time permanent employee, okay, you have to pay some of the NIB mm. contributions. And what NIB has been able to do, persons are now able to log in to the NIB and see if your employer has been making contributions for you. Because in the past, persons or there was like a realization that some employers weren't paying their employee contributions for their for their employees mm. and so that's very important so like so persons think oh there's a certain amount of salary in terms of so the highest rate i believe is like 6.7 percent if you have the max amount that they take out of your salary every week and that goes towards contributing to national insurance okay. so that's what the contributions is all about now i think contributions is very persons have to look at it because there's a lot of things like what kala just said about you have to at least contribute for 50 contributions. So that that's almost a year. Yeah. Yeah, 52. So if you haven't been contributed or haven't contributed for 50 weeks, then you can't get this $1,707 for that benefit. Mm-hmm. And so that's very ones. important. So you have to be able to contribute or have contributed in order to get something back. Yeah, that's true. You know? Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. You put in your pay, you pay every, you pay every, 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 a little bit out of every paycheck. Mm-hmm. You pay some, your employer pays some, right? So out of your, some comes out of your paycheck, and the employer puts in the other half, or no diff- different percentages, right? No different. So what it is like, it's just the so the employer, pay, so it comes out of your salary, okay. and the employer pays them. So it's ah, not like it's okay, not okay, like okay. it's not like some private or a pension fund where mm. you put and your employer put. It's all yeah. It comes out of your salary, and then but the employer has responsibility to pay yes, it. Yes, the yeah. employer has responsibility to but pay it for you. They don't just okay. take, they don't just take that money and keep it. They yeah, take that money they and then pay money the money and keep it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Makes that's, sense. That's what Makes they sense. Do. Okay. And then once you pay that down, so and so this stuff goes into it's almost so you pay it every now and then, and so when something like a funeral does come about, you could then go and claim on that. Perfect. Yes. Bam. That's okay. exactly what happened. Right. And so people play in this NIB. And they might not know to go get the funeral, not know the claim. Mm-hmm. So they and lose not on a benefit. Yes, that happens a lot. Like some persons uh. don't know. And then, you know, they probably don't want to go through, oh, I got to wait. No, you know, just lie. lying and all that. But if it's needed, if it's needed, $1, go there. That can help. Good little chunk of change. That's a couple cases to look. Especially if you put in your contribution. Like you paying for it. You messing out on it. That's your money, right? That's your money. So next time you got we got a... Invalidity benefit, a monthly payment made to eligible insured persons who have been medically certified to be permanently unable to work as a result of illness. Yeah. The rate is a range of 15 to 60% of average insured wages or income. To qualify, you must be younger than 65 and you've paid at least 150 weeks of contributions. 
Mm-hmm. That don't count for the fake sick slip that you get from your cousin who's a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> so you have to be immigrated for at least three, four years. have contributed. Right. Yeah. And this means you cannot work anymore. Yes. And so, like, you have to get a whole medical, you know, like, you know, if say you get an injury and say you lose a leg or a limb or something like right. that, and then you definitely you declare disabled. And so, like, that helps. That helps a lot of persons. And I think stuff like that, like I said, just goes back to the natural premise and purpose of NIB is that stuff like this is important because you, we, the reality is that we are persons out there that encounter these situations and can't work again, like, you know, stroke and all these different stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, that's something out there that's very important. Right. <laughs> but it's, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a big one. But I, <laughs> then they got maternity benefit. Mm-hmm. It's a weekly payment made to eligible insured women while they remain at home during late pregnancy and confinement. The rate is 66.66% of your average insured wages or income. Up to 13, the period is up to 13 weeks. Could be increased under special uh, spec- or specified circumstances. To qualify, the claimant must have paid 13 contributions in the 26 weeks immediately before the immediately before the period, or 26 contributions in the week in the 40 weeks immediately before the week she either stops working or has the baby, or 26 contributions in the immediate preceding contribution year. You need about 26 contributions. Pretty much. But then, if I remember correctly, do I think there was also a change recently as well as uh, men are now eligible for glory? <laughs> for, glory. They, I don't know. Is it is, 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 is it pater- oh. is it paternity it's or paternity? Yeah, yeah, paternity. 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 yeah, paternity. paternity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So paternity. men, so men are also able to claim for paternity. You know, really? Yes, I, I I'm almost certain that men are able to now. Not a, definitely not as much as a woman. Yeah, we right. can't get and that because much. Because men right. also can get, but. Paternity leave from work, you know. From where? Yeah. So you know, back, you know, so I, think, I, I could take like two weeks. I think he yeah. could get two weeks off. Ah, Under certain know. stipulations, you might have to be married. It depends on where you right. where you yeah. work. Yeah. So you know, so those stuff are out there. Like I say, see, it's so much things out there that a lot of people may not know that you know that they have access to. Right. Right. You know. I, I'm I sure. I mean, most good fellas them wouldn't mind two weeks off to spend with their newborn. Yeah, newborn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so I was like, you when they got number five on the way. They say you back again. They say you off away again. Just pay you off back. You know. So like I say, so that's it right there. You know, I also think there's one. I think an important one that a lot of people look at is the, the unemployment benefit. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's very. Yeah. I think that's a very important one. That I even that I spoke about, mm-hmm. I, I, one of my articles that I used to do also spoke about that because see, you have to contribute. I think at least what it was. I think if I remember correctly, it was at least fifty-two. Yeah, fifty-two weeks. So you have to contribute for at least one year, uh-huh. and then they give you fifty percent of your insurable wage. Uh, yeah, insurable wage, pretty much fifty percent of what you've contributed, and they pay you for thirteen weeks biweekly. So like a simple example would be this. So like. If you were, say, making $1,000 a week and your March contributions was, like, say, 600 and something dollars, 670 or whatever, mm-hmm. and then if you apply for unemployment benefit, they would give you half of that biweekly. So they right. would give you, like, $335 biweekly for 13 weeks, and you're only eligible for it for that 13 weeks. Okay. So And you're only eligible for it once a year. So, like, if you apply for unemployment benefit and say you get that for 13 weeks, you cannot come back later that year mm. and apply again for, for unemployment benefit. You know, and you'll only be eligible for unemployment benefit again after you've contributed for a whole year. 
Right. After that. After yeah, that. See there, see there. It says, it, says a week, it says a weekly payment made to the eligible insured person who are unemployed but actively looking for employment. Yeah. Right, you yeah. can't just be slouching around, right? You got to be looking for employment. <laughs> but who could really say, who could really, who could really, say, really right? say, well, you know, I look yeah, How much did <laughs> you, <laughs> you drop up this week, right? <laughs> um, it is not paid to the, it is not paid to self-employed persons, mm-hmm. voluntarily insured persons, summer students, or persons who are partially employed on reduced work days. So the rate is 50% of the unemployed workers average weekly insurable income. And the period, like you say, is 13 weeks. Yeah. Um, to qualify, you must be younger than the age of 65 and able to satisfy the Department of Labor's con- conditions of registration. Um, yeah, that's it there. Another solid one here, they have the maternity grant. Wow. So, they, so they have the maternity benefit, which mm. is they pay you while you're off on maternity leave. And then a, and the maternity grant is a one-time payment made to a woman whose pregnancy results in the birth of a live infant. So they pay you money when you have when you have a successful um, birth. Wow, how much? I can see right now. I can see right now. So it says um, to qualify, she must have paid at least fifty contributions to national right. insurance. If she's not paid the required number of contributions, it can still be paid if her husband meets the contributions. Conditions. Okay, husband. Uh, that's yeah. key. Uh, husband husband yeah. or baby daddy? No, it's husband. Say, trust husband. me, that's oh. key. Husband. Oh. You want Christian counsel? Like <laughs> yeah, you, like you <laughs> <laughs> gotta be mine. <laughs> <laughs> you all know they are fornicating them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You all paying. Um, but Bob, it says a range. It said the rate a range of fifteen to sixty percent of average insured wages or income, depending on number of contributions paid and or credited. So yeah, you got yourself a nice little lump sum there for having for having a successful birth. Um, retirement grant now we got the sickness benefit mm-hmm. which is a weekly a weekly payment made to eligible insured persons while they are temporarily unable to work due to illness which is 60% of your average wages um, you must have 13 contributions in the 26 weeks immediately before the week of the illness so you have the the, the invalidity which means you cannot work anymore mm-hmm. for the rest of your life and then you have the sickness, which says, you know, if you come now, it's something that knock you out for a couple of weeks, um, but you still need to keep your lights on. You still got to feed the churn. You could go and get the sickness benefit, but eventually you'll be able to return to work. Right. It's just to carry over this little period. And see, and stuff like that's good. Road. And that's big. Like, and like, and like, it's so important. Like, it's like you said, though, and like what Jay said earlier, too, that, you know, a lot of persons don't know that these stuff are out there, you know, like a lot yeah, of persons man. would. That's what be I said. And, every, and you're paying and for this. If you're working, you are paying, paying for this for already. It, you're you're ready. Paying for so it's this. there for you. So I tell a person all the time, you got to go and claim it. But but see, the biggest thing, and like, you know, I guess pretty much the final one for the NIB, the biggest thing, a lot of persons believe that NIB is just pension. Most people believe it's okay. NIB is just okay. When I retire, I retire then, I go to NIB. then I can go to but NIB. That's, the, no, that's the first thing that people think about. Yeah. They don't know about all the other benefits. Like all all the benefits. And these stuff you, you, could, you, could, these stuff you could take advantage of now. Like, for example, right here, a survivor's benefit. Uh, a monthly payment made to the dependent survivors of a deceased insured person. So if you, if you are someone who's, who's dependent on someone, your mother, your father, your grandmother, you ain't working, you're still in school, for example, and they pass away. You could get a survivor's benefit payment if once that person is qualified, you could go in there and get a payment. That's a, that's a, that's a survivor's benefits payment. Mm-hmm. You also have a survivor's grant, a one-time payment made to the widow, widow of a deceased insured person who doesn't qualify mm-hmm. for the survivor's benefit. So there, like you said, there's so many, there's so many different um, um, benefits out there. Yeah, it's, it's a whole lot, and I think that that's <laughs> that's just huge. It's like it also makes me think that like, it comes back to. 
being regulated because like you know a lot of money could probably be getting dish out at nib right i can right. imagine the amount like for me like definitely will be an interesting study to find out the amount of money that is just paid out every day also on a yearly basis yeah. for nib yeah you know so like i say i mean but i'm where, where you find all this from this all this online man this mm-hmm. is on um, nib national insurance board dot com Go just, I mean, Google National Insurance Board, Bahamas. And read up on the it. The first man. link is right there. It's on the left-hand side, benefits and assistance, general benefits. Like Q mentioned earlier, you could log on and see how many payments and contributions mm. you've had so far. Um, if you've been working for two years and your employee been deducted from your salary, but you're yeah. paying it. Then you got to go lawyer, yeah. lawyer, lawyer up, bro. Exactly. <laughs> lawyer up. Make sure they're making them payments, bro. But NIB is much more than, than just pension. And I feel like people need to know. Yeah, excellent, excellent. But... Uh, moving moving away from mom and a pension and uh, the South and Cold One benefit that NIB offering. <laughs> South and Cold One benefit. <laughs> South and Cold One benefit. I feel like this 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 topic has come up almost every other week on on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. But they had a uh, the conversation came up with vacation loans, mm-hmm. and I know oh, we in, epi- in episode one we talk about vacation loan, prom loan, and all that. Mm-hmm. But just for debate or conversation point. What y'all feel would be a good reason to get a like? What you feel should be the reason to get a loan, a consumer loan, or any loan in general? Florida broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean, but that's that's a real thing, though. Um, a lot of people, you know, they you see, cause you you end up paying, and and these banks, they really, they really, they really, they really gotta, they they really gotta got a principal up themselves for this, you know, because it's it's unfortunate that you could go in there and get unsecured eighteen uh, percent. Three month interest free loan to go break. to go to on your lunch break and be back to work in time, money in hand to go to Florida, mm. um, locking you down for the next five years on that loan. Um, but you go there for something sensible. You go there for a business idea. You go there for um, um, to build to build something, and they run you through the ringer, bro. You gotta you gotta get married to them, but you gotta get submit blood tests. Um, but you know, a part of it is we. <sighs> Because you, you want you want to do some stuff to enjoy yourself, right? You want to mm-hmm. have fun, right? You want you, you wake hard, you wake up every day, put up with the man on the job, and you want to relax and go out and have fun. Though, say you going you 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 flying out, um, um, but you gotta you really and and the loans make it easy, right? You mm-hmm. ain't gotta save up for it, yeah, right? Yeah. Just deduct one. You say, man, what's what's one seventy five dollars off my paycheck for the next five years? Nah, I ain't really nothing. You ain't gonna feel that. Yeah, nah, I ain't really gonna feel that. Yeah, but. But see, and that, that's the thing, like, that's where predatory lending comes in. Like, predatory lending is a practice that, you know, has been there before us, and I'm sure in certain other that will continue after all of us has been gone. It's just that advising persons that what is smart and what makes sense. Like you said, like, I know a person, in a person, someone personally, they wanted to open up a business. And to get a business loan, the banks were telling them that, you know, they had to put, oh, that's, up, oh, that's put up their home and all these other stuff as collateral crazy, crazy. and all these other stuff, you know. But because I understand the risk associated with a business from a bank perspective, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, the possibility that a business may not just work out. And that's one of the things. But you have to be able to analyze the risk. And that's why a risk analyst is so important. Like I And I know for a fact that some banks, some commercial banks don't have risk analysts on every single loan mm-hmm. you know so they just look at some of the stuff and they they just make these exorbitant stuff because okay they haven't fully analyzed the risk and so okay so we ain't fully analyzed so let's put a bunch of things 
just to protect ourselves. And then just tick the boxes. <laughs> just tick the boxes. And see, and that's one of the key things about these consumer loans. Because, like, definitely, like, okay, a mortgage. Like, I would tell persons all the time, yeah, there's nothing wrong with getting a mortgage a mortgage loan. You know, because it's an asset that probably will one day be on your in your name. And for most persons, that's probably going to be the most important loan or most uh, the biggest asset oh, of their life. Yeah. You know, so definitely a loan like that is something that I tell persons to go out as well and do. Mm-hmm. And you see, like we are, like we tend to develop into a culture where okay, we want a rich or get rich quick scheme, mm-hmm. and this and then this is where all these other stuff come into place, like. All this looming and impairment right. schemes and yeah. these stuff because that's why, that's why it's so appealing and so easy for people to just hop on it. Yeah, and and even the flex on the gram, right? Mm-hmm. If if because like I I go take out a loan from the bank, um, no one see that, right? Take out a loan from the <laughs> bank. Yep. Then I fly to fly to the states, um, go go mash up True Religion, go mash up Gucci, take the picture with the bags, fly back, and that's what all people see on the gram, right? And it looks like you like you really make it. Um, but you really, you really setting yourself up in a bad place long term. And the problem with that is it puts pressure on other people to do the same. They don't know how you getting, how to spend getting this money uh, up like this. Mm-hmm. Da da da. And I hear waking this, this whole nine to five, and I can't do it. I hear saving up, and I can't go fly out. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's it's so funny because okay, I spoke to someone who is a perpetual vacation loan getter. <laughs> yeah, perpetual. Right, Perpetual, yeah. like, and Great. you know what he has told me? He yeah. said, he said, man, I can live and do what I got to do. But I say, what about, what about when you accumulate all this vacation and all this that and all this stuff? He say, well, look you, and I dare to go on. I ain't got to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And so it's so funny we look at that a lot. But some persons have this mindset. Okay, man, well, like, yeah, let me get all this known and when they rock this up, then yeah. it is what it is. But I was like, but I was like, bro, you got you got kids. Yep. And you have then, a wife. Yeah. And that you know, insurance. And you rock up all mm-hmm. these stuff. Just okay. Well, I go on. I go on. I, I've been in conversations where financial professionals, yeah, have told or said in a big room that they don't see the need for life insurance. Yeah. Like they said that. Yeah. You know now everyone is that's really it's relative for most if you're trying to get a mortgage, oh, you need life insurance because they need to know if you can't good on them they are yep. they're mm-hmm. covered. They mm-hmm. get some form of collateral. Yeah. You know, so, so house or the policy. Yeah, most mortgages you have to have a life insurance yeah. that covers the value of it. But like I've heard like persons are like some persons of course like this person is in a uh. different financial bracket. Right. So right, he right. could say, "Oh, Life insurances or this or that right, and whatever. Right. But, you know, it's just a... It, that's sort of the thing with finances. It also comes down to psych, like your psychological outlook on things. Yeah. Right. But, bro, on that, 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 that ties into what we generational wealth right there. I can tell you, I can mm-hmm. tell you about time right now. Yep. When you see... Because in, in my profession, in my, in my field, um, I deal with a lot of... I deal with investment advising for a lot of foreigners, rich foreigners who move to mm-hmm. the Bahamas, right? Yeah. Expats and everything. Um, when we I mean we sit down and discuss their their where they are financially, they say, Listen, I wanna leave X amount to my kids. To yep. my this. This is how much I wanna leave. I have X amount here I wanna roll with, right? Now, not everybody could really plan that level of wealth. Understood. But when you take the approach of I don't need life insurance or when I dead or these loans gone, you taking the approach that what I do here on this earth is just for me. Yes. And no one else after me and outside of me matters, right? So and so you so the, the, whether it's your wife, your girlfriend, whether it's your cousin, your son, your brother, when you die and go, you leave. You you don't help them make it to the next level. No. They start off at they start off at scratch. But, but when you see all these other wealthy kids or, or other students who or other young people who 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 
seem to be doing better. They they start off with a with a head start because they had someone else, someone in their life who put some who put some uh, uh, some some advantages there for them. And mm-hmm. so when you take that approach of oh, it's just about me, then you autumn and you dooming the future generations, right? Agreed. To to that same that same same start in space. That's right, girl. And 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 that's big. Like and like, I'm happy. I think. Well, I I'm of the view. I think most persons, like in our age group and demographics, are more and more realizing that okay, generational wealth is something that you have to realize that you want to do for your kids and for your family. Like it's something that I think is very important. I mean, but you know, you got some people. You know, they YOLO. YOLO. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so you know, so like I understand all that, and like, and that's big, man. And like, that's just huge. And but it also thinks about okay, like it goes sideways into like being a business owner, like being a sorry, being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. in terms of like what you look at, like you know, look look at most companies, like the Ford company, the McDonald company, like these are companies that were started out hundreds of years ago, but yeah. not McDonald's, mm-hmm. but you know, been able to generate pass generational wealth on to their kids mm-hmm. and their family. You know, a lot of persons think about entrepreneurs, like especially in the Bahamas, you know. Our minds is okay, but I want to start my business from scratch, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can start this from scratch, and I can build this from the ground up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the same, almost like a similar psyche is like, look at a franchise. Yeah. Franchises are something that, okay, a lot of people look at, and, you know, oh, I want to build it from the top. But if you have a franchise that already have a foundation, yeah. you could build on that mm-hmm. and build on whatever someone mm-hmm. else has established. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you look at, look in our country. Uh, give it, you know examples of franchises that we yeah. don't. We look at the Myers Group, and we look at AML mm. and other companies, and, and you know, so like the Myers Group, the franchise holders for Kentucky, mm-hmm. KFC, Pizza mm-hmm. Hut, all here locally in the Bahamas. Also, they was responsible for Carl Jr. So, see, this was a person. Okay, he didn't start frying chicken on his own. Mm-hmm. He probably never had no experience with mm-hmm. frying chicken. Mm-hmm. And he was a businessman, like, okay, or possibly someone, okay, I think this is a smart thing to right. go in. And so, like, I think, like, you person's got to look at it like that. It is not always I can start my own thing. There's other ways to be successful. To do it. Yeah. Anyway. And when you, when you look at it, that's, that's, like you said, that's one of the easiest point of entry is because you don't, you don't necessarily have to build on your own. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with branding. You don't have to deal with awareness things. That, that, that's like a... A head start on Shawnee Miller when, when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, <It'll be. laughs> I mean, even like and like you mentioned, um, I think it was I think it was Trevor Noah on on Comedy Central. He was talking about he was talking about the black tax, right? And he was mentioning <laughs> yeah. the black tax. He was like, "What's the black tax?" He's like, what, "I know the black tax." He said, like, "When I when he said when I when I make it when I when I make my money um, as a black man coming up, um, I have to now take care of mommy, daddy, mm-hmm. Grammy." Brother, sister. That's the black tax. Right? Everybody. Yeah. Not, not, a, not a, the, the white person who, who making the same amount as me, who doing the same thing as me. Mommy, daddy, Grammy, giving them money. Yep. They pass it down money. They're giving them. And so automatically he get that jump, right? And so, so that's so, and and that's a part of that whole mentality of I doing this for me. I ain't checking for no one else. Yep. But he, I, I make it and I survive, so you must do the same thing. You got to make it. <laughs> if I make it, you got to do it on your own because yeah. I do it on my own. Exactly. Exactly. That's the mentality. But so, I mean, so even I mean, even if you're waking off at tips or if, you, if you're, you know, however much you're making, 
try to find some way to look at that life insurance and look at the benefits that's available to you that you could you know when things when you when you do when you do pass away you do kick the bucket you yeah. leave something you're trying not to make it a little further I agree and see because like the thing is with scare persons from like franchises of course the franchise entrance fee you know and so there's a lot of buyers there's a lot of like I, I to be honest like, I encourage bohemians to look at more franchises it's something it's like franchises will be or in my opinion has shown that it's been successful in the Bahamas the reality is, Bahamians like me and Brian Tinks. Yep. Yeah. Like, you don't got, you, I've yeah. seen people selling the exact same thing on the side of someone or somebody's with a name brand. And just because it's name, name brand, brand, they go, they go with the name brand. So a franchise concept and mentality works perfect. But then they have like a list of stringent requirements you got to jump through and dance through yeah. to show that you could that you could manage their franchise. So you got that. So, so, so the ones you got to look at. So the big ones like McDonald's. McDonald's hitting you for a million dollars. You got to come like cash. You got to come with a million dollars cash for McDonald's. So, okay, McDonald's may be out of the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you have other franchises out there that require less money. So, Subway require pro- less more money, less mm-hmm. money, but they're out there. Yeah, they're ready. You got Burger King. So, like, there's so you much different. Like, you can not, find, not dozens, but equivalents to those. Equivalent yeah. ones. And so, ones. those ones, and like, there's, and like I said, we live in a society where the reality is they like me and Brian. Like, persons, I had a discussion with some of my friends, right? They're asking them about Chipotle, right? right. Chipotle has a, a established name globally already and Chick-fil-A. Right. All these stuff are whatever. But Chick-fil-A doesn't allow franchise and international franchise other than North America. So they're okay. just in the States and in Canada. And that's their place. That's it. And they keeping that as is. Own, yeah. But like Chipotle could possibly become an international franchise. Chipotle would kill it here, but I personally, I honestly don't think so because think like, so? I think the price of Chipotle, right? The average price of Chipotle, their burrito and all the stuff in the states is like six fifty, eight fifty in the states. Right. So imagine you next you know, you got on that. You know, then you got to put your markup on it. Then you have to include your franchise. That's, and like, a 50, that's like a fifteen dollar bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so I better kill cancer, boy. Thank you. <laughs> and so, like I say, so so it's like looking at all these market a- a- analysis of it, right? And then there's also like some companies have like exclusivity fees. So right. like there's an exclusivity fee for some franchises in the states. Whereas, say you own a Burger King in the states, and if you pay for exclusivity fees, then you shut out. Persons like saying like in like, like if you go to the states, like right. say in this borough of Brooklyn, right? You, right? No one else can. No one else in this area so, could open up a Burger King, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so there's some companies that have exclusivity uh-huh. rights right, right here in this, in, country, in this country. Whereas you can't open up a another certain one, another franchise here. in this area. But see now, gas stations, as you know, we don't have that. We have right. a bunch of different individual owners, people that own Robus. Right. This family owns Shell. This one own right. Tex. Well, but they franchise. Tex. Too, they franchise. They franchise, yeah. but they don't have no exclusivity fee. Mm. But sorry, no exclusivity rights. Right. Like, that's the thing. So, like, those are a lot of the stuff to look at. And even buying into a company, like, persons, like I say, the mindset, like, like I say, behemoths, they love our independent spirit. But also even buying into a business. Like, if you see a business going somewhere... And you say, you know what? Let me try buy-in or if this place is willing to buy-in. Those are some ways to become entrepreneurs instead of just thinking that you have to come up with this grand idea on your own. And, yeah. but, and ain't no shame in reaching out to someone who got a business who rock and saying, listen, you got any space for investors? <laughs> no, you trying to expand you. your hey. cash to expand this business. Because, for example, if someone, if someone out there printing shoes, right? They're making shoes. They, 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 and they, and this, and they move in a lot of inventory, a lot of product. 
and they realize they need a new shoe machine. They gotta make, they gotta buy a new machine so they can, so, so they could push out more, more shoes. They may not have the cash on hand for that. So now they, they, they instead, so now they looking for a way to get, say, ten, five grand to buy this new machine. Instead of them going to the bank, if you have that five grand, you could say you reach out and say, listen, I don't know if you're trying to expand or anything, but I got this slow five grand. I'll give you this for X amount of ownership in your company for yeah. equity. So now you don't got to go to the bank and jump through all those hoops to get that loan from the bank. You now crowdfunding and you get a piece of the pie of that business. So, so when that business grows, you now have your investment. Yep. So ain't no shame in that game. Well, I got to say, and it's a lot of small up and coming businesses that could benefit from that. Right. A lot. They could benefit from that partnership. Whereas we already have our systems in place. We already have our business in place, operations, clientele, and what's not. We just need a bit more capital. So if you buy in, right. we, know, we get the capital to grow to the next level. And now you reaping from your investment without the headache of saying that it started up. Correct. Correct. You, you don't meet it going. You just Correct. put a little gas in the car. And we, and we, and you, and I'm sure any, any young person, any millennial right now, y'all could think, of all these startup businesses you see going around, all these food truck businesses. Food truck, like food perfect. Truck, all of them. I mean, if you have some money in the account, if you want five, ten grand in the account, uh, and you think the business is doing well, yeah. reach out to them and say, listen, are you trying to expand? Um, you're looking for any vests in your business. I have X amount of dollars. I could put this in your business. We can look at the percentage ownership that you're willing to give up to get mm-hmm. this extra cash to expand your business. Yep. And, that's, and that's how you collab and you can make things happen. Um, but you can't do it if you're putting down payments down for that for that. <laughs> For that, uh, uh, for that, um, 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 that, uh, the, the vacation loan. Yeah. And, like, and that's the truth. Like I say, like, it's so much <laughs> different things. Like I say, like I tell persons, right? Like there's, there's no shame. Like you said, and looking out and turn like, and if you was a pop-up job or use a small business trying to develop, mm-hmm. if someone comes to you with viable and they can bring value to you, mm-hmm. I know why for not? me, why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? And see, that's one of the key things that I try to like, you know, persons looking at and seeing that all the time. Oh. I definitely, I definitely with that. And I would advise do your research, do your research, not only on, on the companies that are established to make sure that they up and come in and make sure that everything in order for that, but do research for other companies that you, that you might not know about mm-hmm. that might be available. That's yeah, so that, it's all about I feel like it's all about changing your mindset and perspective because a lot of people ain't made to be entrepreneurs or they ain't built for that that entrepreneur life, but mm-hmm. they could be investors or they yeah. might have a a different skill that they could add once they come into the business or something like that, so you might not necessarily say, "Okay, I have this like you were saying I have this idea, I know how to write the business plan and all that. You might just have your um your savings and know how to cook and so <laughs> you invest in a a restaurant yeah and like i said you just got to be willing to do it like any business and like you know persons even at 10 years senior in places like you know like the beat the big thing for me i've heard a franchise want to say this you know when they first started off they had you know person who was working and they have their degree and mm-hmm. all these different stuff mm-hmm. and they remember when like someone was called out for work or quit Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they're like, yo, this your franchise thing. Like, I need to put on my uniform and I got to flip these burgers today. I got to, you know, put in this or do this. You know, the thing is, it's about being a, helping being an entrepreneur and realize that, hey, this is what it's all about. You know, because, like, I know the guy with one switcher, like Mervin, Sweden. Like, I know him very well. I remember when Mervin graduated, when he started selling lemonade on the light. He was like, boy, he's going crazy, eh? Man, this fella going crazy. You're on here selling lemonade on the light. I think, I think, I think, I think Muslim, I think. Muslim. Muslim. You know, they was like, he going crazy. <clears throat> yeah. You know, but now look. 
You right. see, so like now look at the dream, how it's expanded and everything. Yep. So like, you know, those are some of the big things that you just got to look at from a financial and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. perspective. And you got the small business development um company now that, you know, that they given a lot of in grants, a lot of incentives. So like, look at all those viability mm-hmm. options out there because it's out there. Well, if you put something together, it's going to help. Yeah, that, and, that, and that you mentioned that that small business development center is a big thing. It's a big thing. I encourage all all entrepreneurs, um, people who are trying to start up and, and, and or even expand, stop by. I mean, they, they, and what they do is they help you to pull together all sorts of different sources of financing, right? So if you need, say, $50,000 to expand your business or start your business, they ain't just cut a check fifty grand to you. What they can do, they can, they can help you. They can help you um, build out your business. Um, look at a a, fine, uh, a business a business plan. Your cash flow. They can build all it out. Maybe spend a couple of weeks doing that, and then they'll say, okay, this is certified, and we endorse this business and this business plan. They then take it to the bank, and they kind of as a reference, they take it to the bank, and they may cover the down payment for the loan. And then they and then so so they don't come up out of pocket of fifty grand, but they'll put down five grand yeah. to the mm-hmm. bank, or they'll go to the Bahamas venture capital and they say, listen, um, we'll put down ten if you all match us to fifteen. If you all match us to fifteen, so they find creative ways to fund it, but they but they use their pull and their connection as a way to kind of broaden the 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 resources that's available. So definitely check them out. Yeah, that's definitely that's a definitely good approach. Mm-hmm. Look at all those things. And I think, you know, entrepreneurship and I think a lot of persons in our age group and millennials, like that's what we want. Like we want mm-hmm. ownership. Like we want to hub and dictate our own future and our own success. And mm-hmm. I think that's the key, honestly, right now, that we be able to be in positions to own and dictate what we want to do. Because, to be honest, and also, like, next episode, we probably will be able to bring in a guest in here. Like, the newly mm-hmm. elected president of the CFA Society yeah. has agreed that he will be able or okay. wouldn't mind coming Excellent. on here, talk about it. He's one of the few. Remember, we talked about one of the few CPAs and CFAs. Okay. CPA and CFA. You know, he's willing to come in and talk to us about whatever topics we put on the board. Yeah. And... Trust me, we definitely could get a good insight from him as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. that'll be that'll be solid. <laughs> yeah, but before we close out, you know, this, uh, we got to impart some sense. We got to leave at least a li- little something for them to remember mm-hmm. and take away. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawhi Battle. Kawhi Battle. Kawhi Battle. I can let you start it off. Listen, my thing is log on to NI- on the NIB.com and see if your employer paying your NIB payments, bro. <laughs> check that. Check the benefits. Uh, check what you're entitled to up at NIB. Make sure they're paying your, your payments. And if they ain't paying it, then then uh, lawyer up, eh? Lawyer. <laughs> lawyer. But, my, but my part was definitely like, hey, when I was reiterating most of this episode, look at franchises. If you're an entrepreneur and you've been rocking your mind, like, you know, some people have been rocking their mind for years. What a business I could do? What business I could do? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not that hard. Mm. Just look at a possible franchise and develop or come up with a concept similar to that. It ain't, it's not all the time, but going from the ground up. You mm-hmm. could get, or you could get idea from something that's already established and build on that. Yeah. And bring together some friends too, and you all pool your money together. Money. Put down a five grand or something like that. Makes like so much grand. more sense. Three grand, now you're fifty grand. If you get ten people, fifty grand. Yeah, the Bay Street boys, the Sunshine boys, all give me the Camp Road boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, exactly. They, they, start, they, start, they ain't do it on this by themselves. And my my point with the consumer loans, change the mindset that you have when it comes to loans, and stop making the bank your crutch. Stop running to the bank for any and everything. When it comes to the borrowing, or um, you won't go to Miami, you borrow for that. Or you haven't a wedding, you won't borrow for that. Or you won't have a party, you borrow for that. Change your mindset from this this debt 
or chronic borrowing mindset. If you have to go to for loan, make sure that it's an emergency or make sure that it's an investment that will leave some type of stepping stone not only for you but for those behind you, like legacy. Think about that as nice opposed one. to just today and right now. And that's my sense point right there. Excellent. Boom. That's it. And um, we said at the beginning, make sure to check out Investor.com for those Titan funds, the Titan um, balance fund, and then the Titan fund. Like I said, we, we talked about it in episode two, so just run that one back. Get a brief information on what it is, a mutual fund, all that it offers. The submission is still open. You can log on to Investor.com to find out when it closes and just give it a try. And don't forget, hit us up on dollars and cents242 at Gmail. You got any questions, just let us know. Yes. And we had to answer them. Use yep. the hashtag. Um, Q, your DM still open? You yeah, yeah, it's still open. Q, DM always open, bro. Still open, you know? Q, DM still open if y'all want to shoot y'all questions. Shoot your shot. <laughs> my, my DM's more active than the six right now, so you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, ask your questions. Make sure you use the hashtag whenever you're, um, if you're all discussing the episode, dollars and cents. And let's keep it going. It gotta make sense. Boom. Right. That's it. See y'all next time.